All right, uh, I want to I want to welcome a guest who's here with me and listening to this uh, ridiculousness that, that passes for a radio program, uh, and probably wondering why he's here. But uh, in seriousness, I've known John Mark DiMatteis uh, for a number of years here now in Haiti. Uh, he's been integral, he and his wife Verena, in helping us on many many matters. Uh, he is the CEO currently of the hospital Albert Schweitzer, uh, which is uh, about two, three hours n- north of here, um, and as such has experienced all the uh, uh, atrocities and horrors you can imagine with trying to run a hospital under a nation that's in the grips of gang violence and uh, has, had a, has had a family construction business as well. So he's, he goes back, what is it, 200 years here, your family? Mm, pretty close. Yeah, so he and, uh, he and his uh, wife have been here a long, long time. And so I want to say hi to Jean-Marc DiMatteis. Thank you for coming on the program with us. Well, I was told that uh, Janine would be the host today. So <laughs> I showed up. <laughs> uh, sorry. Uh, we, we use that as bait. You know. <laughs> uh, so the announcement that um, a Kenyan-led force will be coming to Haiti, a thousand people. I've talked about this on the show quite a bit, and I try to paint a picture for our audience about how dire the situation is here and how desperate this was. As a Haitian, can you do the same? Paint the picture about how dire it had gotten and what Monday's announcement meant to people here, like yourself. Sure. Thank you, Mitch. Um, good to be on. And it's really difficult to paint a picture, as you well know, um, you know, taking care of 80-plus orphans uh, yourself here, the challenges involved. And I think one of the things that's helpful is if we put some numbers in context is – um, since January, so six, seven months, uh, there's been close to 3,000 civilians killed here in Haiti. Yeah. Um, mm. There's been close to 1,000 kidnappings uh, here in Haiti. Um, and, you know, those 60,000 cases of cholera um, associated with inability to, to, to get health care to people. But that doesn't really even mean anything except that if you look at the war in Ukraine in the same time period, there's been about 1,100 civilian casualties in that same time period. Um, zero kidnappings, of course. And, and so huge tragedy going on in Ukraine. It's not helpful to, to compare things, but you know, we're an hour and a half from Miami and there's a, a, a catastrophe happening off, off our shore. And, and just describe like living here. Okay, you have two beautiful young children you have to use police escorts just to try to get them to school every day. The daily life for a Haitian under the terror of the gangs is what? Well, you know, I can't even, I'm extremely privileged position. So, uh, you know, my experience uh, compared to, and as you know this, Mitch, more than, than, than many, um, there's 12 million people here in Haiti um, 50% now need emergency food aid. So whatever it is that me and my very fortunate family are going through have nothing to do with really what's All right, happening. so let's do it from the perspective of the average Haitian. What's life like for them? Well, right now, they have no access, huge areas, 80% of the capital. So this is a country of 12 million people. Last count, there's about 3,300 3, police officers on duty for a country of 12 million people. Hmm. Um, so there's no police, no schools are open by and large, vast majority. 
huge areas have no access to clean drinking water anymore uh, because clean water trucks and so on can't get into their communities. It, roads are cut off. Food is a problem. Everything's imported in Haiti. Um, and so it's a humanitarian catastrophe. And people can't literally can't go outside. They can't go out of their neighborhood. They can't get to hospitals. Uh, running a hospital, I'm sure you see how many cases of people probably die, children dying, because they couldn't traverse the roads that are controlled by the gangs. That's right. And, and I think upwards of 60% of all hospitals and clinics are closed in Haiti. I mean, their staff, have, we've lost, two of our staff have been killed. We have 500 full-time staff. We're the only hospital. So one hospital for about 450,000 people, imagine. Wow. Um, and two of our staff have been killed. Staff have been kidnapped. So it's risky for the staff, let alone the patients, to get to hospital. You guys back in the studio, any questions, feel free to jump in here. Um, I want to ask you, so on Monday, the U.N. late in the afternoon voted to uh, with two abstentions from Russia and China. or the, 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 what, what do they call it? No, we won't call it abstentions. They, uh, yeah, I guess they abstained, right, something along those lines. Anyhow, it passed. What does it mean? to Haitians here to have that news. So it it was great news here. The vast, vast, vast majority of of, of Haitians here, I mean, the latest polling, I think, is well, well over 70%, close to 80% support the deployment of an international force here. So um, very, very welcome news um, and should provide an immediate difference here as soon as they can get here. How are these Kenyans going to come into Haiti, not speaking the language, and identify who is a gang member and who isn't. It's not like they're wearing uniforms. Or name tags. They're going to be going into, or nameplates, (laughs) right. They're going to be going into slum areas. Um, Isn't it possible that these gangs will just sort of blend into the population or or, or disappear and people, you know, say, oh, you're a gang member. No, I'm not. Prove it. What happens? Yeah, so it, the the issue is a lot simpler than it is in a lot of other places in the world. Um, these gangs, there's no ideology. There's no um, religious aspect to it. These are just criminals, and they've been victimizing these neighborhoods. So it's just like you know going into a neighborhood in, I don't know, Little Italy or something, and who's there, but who's been oppressing them or whatever, and they're fed up. And um, in fact, lately it's almost gone down to almost kind of a civil war type situation where the population with just machetes have been trying to defend themselves. So as soon as the force gets here, they're going to go, Hey, uh, you see this guy, Mitch album, he lives right here. Okay. They're going to come get you. (laughs) Hopefully not exactly that way, but (laughs) yeah. So you, you feel that they will, the citizens here will side with the foreigners. And I use that word because that's how they're going to be referred to over their own people. Um, if it means getting rid of the gangs, because there is some suspicion that, you know, the Haitian citizens, well, they don't want, you know, they hate, they hate being terrorized by the gangs, but they don't want to be seen as like turning on their own people. So they won't rat out to use the common phrase, these gang members, but you believe they will. Yeah. That's, that's a incorrect misconception. Um, here, all the barricades that you see up in the streets are the neighborhoods trying to defend themselves from these gangs trying to come in and take over their neighborhoods and um, sexual assault, uh, kidnappings, and so forth. And everybody knows who exactly who they are, and they've been fighting against them. So as soon as any kind of force comes in, uh, they will be 
look, the polling is clear. 80% support for an international mm-hmm. force. And to put that in the context, I think that if you did a poll in the States, you know, 20% of people think the world is flat. All right. Mm-hmm. So 80%, you know, this is high as a poll goes in terms right. of approval. Right. And they will be supporting yeah. and, and so Sean Mark, they are. It's Rosie. How are you? Um, hey, Rosie. So just the, the mere presence of this force coming into Haiti really should be a, a deterrent to these gangs. I mean, you know, literally running away and running the other way uh, in terms of just uh, not being so, um, you know, uh, brazen as they've been, you know, for the past couple of years here. Do you really think that that uh, foreign force will have an impact like that in terms of uh, the results that we all want for Haiti? Yeah, it's going to be pretty instantaneous. Yeah. Um, because and these are not listen compared to um some ladies in the market and there hasn't imagine stripping 95 percent of the police officers in detroit and doing it for two years um eventually you know people start taking over blocks and 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 uh, extorting people and right, so because they know there's not going to be any police or even any hope of police coming right. yeah so and mitch has expressed this many times that just to have a presence should make a, a, a market difference down there. Just have somebody rolling through the streets. Like when the UN was here for the seven years, the first seven years I was here, you would just see them rolling through the streets and just the fact that they had, they were there and they had bigger guns mm-hmm. than the gangs did, uh, which I'm presuming, and I think you're hoping too, is that uh, these Kenyans aren't going to come with slingshots. Yeah, They're right. going to come with uh, mm-hmm. you know bigger weapons that they have, and that hundred million or two hundred million that the U.S. is going to provide is going to get some helicopters and drones and things like that. And they're not just going to try to you know, okay, you've got an AK-47, I've got an AK-47, let's just fire at each other. John Mark, yeah. how long a commitment is this force making? Is it a set number of months or, or maybe a year, or uh, are they going to stay till until the job is done? Well, right now, with the resolu- the Security Council resolution has called for a one-year deployment one to year. be reassessed after nine months. I see. Now, the previous UN missions is that, you know, traditionally what I predict we're going to see is that's going to be renewed and renewed because this is step one, then all kinds of things, orga- elections need to be organized. It, guys, there's a country of 12 million people. There's not a single elected official in Haiti. President, prime minister, there's not a senate, there's not a mayor, there's not a dog catcher. Is there a plan, Jean-Marc, to change that? I was going to ask that question about uh, government stability, the assassination of a president. Nothing has really transpired since. You've got to have some sort of cohesion at the top. What's the plan there? Yeah, you know, that's kind of step two, right, is that now the the OAS, for example, is going to be involved with the the, the caretaker government that's here to organize uh, an election. And so that's going to take a year, year and a half to organize an election. And then there's an election. Then now, hey, we have senators we have a president we have so they'll be legitimately elected right. folks and then the real work begins because right now a, you I, you have nothing there I, I think mitch said you have literally one person in the government there so it's got to be kind of a domino effect once this troop uh, force well, comes that in one person in the government who was is ariel henry he was a i don't know what's he call himself the acting president Prime or Minister. whatever um but there was a piece today in the new york times that some people may have read that was saying unless they change the government in Haiti, you know, all of this is just going to be a Band-Aid. And I mentioned that to you before we came on the air, and you said, what government? Like, right. there's nobody here. Mm-hmm. There's literally nobody here. Imagine if, like, the all of Washington, D.C., Congress, Congress was empty, which, by the way, it is Not right a now. bad idea. <laughs> yeah. right. uh, yes. Congress was empty. <laughs> Senate was empty. Uh, the White House had one person in it. 
one person, like Joe Biden, but he there wasn't he didn't even have Kamala Harris. It was just one person, and that ran the whole government. But, but Mitch, I mean, all the provinces, do they have a form of government of leadership at all down there? Well, not that's federal. I mean, they have, they, well, you answer. Yeah, so, so on, on the provinces, so I'll go further. It's not even Joe Biden. Um, it was a prime minister, because the, the government here, the president appoints the prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is somebody who's, the prime minister is not a voted in position. So I have something in common not, not to say disparage anybody, but I'm just saying that uh, myself and the current caretaker prime minister have one thing in common. We've received exactly the same amount of votes in our lives, which is yeah. zero. Yeah. Could this be a exactly. formal announcement, John Mark, of your intention to become president of Haiti right here on the, on the radio airwaves as we're speaking? Um, you know, I already have no hair. I, you know, I think it's too late for me. Um, by the way, if you're wondering, how is it that John Mark has been, his family has been in Haiti for 200-something years, and he sounds like... Uh, he could have walked into our studio from Detroit. You were educated in college in the States, right? Is that where you managed to learn the, the art of the American accent? I was, and, and pretty much, though, anybody who comes on this show sounds really smart compared to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and Mitch, he has spent a few nights with us in New York City. so it's, Yeah, well, yeah. We've, as That's I said, I've need. known yes. John Mark for a long time, but uh, and we kid each other and we're, we're friends, but when it comes to understanding the country, someone who runs a hospital and runs a major business uh, can give a perspective on it. So overall, the reaction is happy, cautious, cautiously happy, relieved. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Anxious for think? it to happen, you know. No, yeah. thrilled. I mean, speaking for myself, certainly from the public health sector, but the 80-some percent, close to that, of the Haitian population is thrilled and in full support of this. So... Um, this is something that is a fact that it's welcome, um, period. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for, uh, first of all, what you do for uh, the citizens of Haiti with your hospital, which is an amazing, amazing yep. place. And if you know anything about uh, the hospital, Albert Schweitzer, in and of itself, it's, it's a fascinating story because it was, it was uh, founded by um, a couple of the, uh, one of the sons and his wife from the, was it the Mellon family? Correct. And you know, the Mellon family were like some of the richest people in the history of America. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were the robber barons, yep. you know, with the yeah. you know, Carnegie, Carnegie Mellon, yeah. the Mellons, all that. And everyone else in that family took the money and just became really, really rich, you know, the money from their dad. And this, was it Andrew? What was his name? I forget. Uh, Larry Mellon. Larry Mellon decided in his 40s to go to medical school and because he was in, he was inspired by Albert Schweitzer. And once he got his medical degree, he came to Haiti and opened a hospital in the most remote area you could possibly open a wow. hospital because he and his wife said, where do they need the help the most? That's the history of this place that John Mark runs, and it's an amazing place. What's the website that people can find out about more about it? It's... Uh hashaiti.org HAS mm-hmm. Hotel Albert Schweitzer like like H yeah hotel is HAS uh, Haiti.org HAS Haiti.org check it out it's a really really worthwhile organization to help support so thanks for uh, coming on and giving us the lay of the land you can do it a lot better than I can it was great. Well, listen yeah. um, awesome thanks, thanks for having me but I, if I could end uh, on uh, you know maybe a, a more positive note for Haiti and, and maybe not so one for you guys in Detroit and this is a true story coming up to see Mitch one time my wife and I were leaving Port-au-Prince, Haiti, going to Detroit. And friends like, hey, where are you going? Oh, we're going to Detroit. They're like, you're going to Detroit? 
be careful. <laughs> so, <laughs> how about that? The Haitians. I mean, <laughs> you guys need to hire a new PR person. Absolutely. We got to Detroit. It was beautiful. The downtown, the opera house, everything was beautiful. Oh, yeah. but, but the point is, yeah. people were telling us to be yes, careful. If Haitians are being warned to be careful to go to Detroit, yeah, maybe we need a new PR firm. <laughs> Thank you, John Mark. Appreciate you coming on.